Hey guys, it's me, P. And me, S. And you're listening to the Girl on Girl podcast. But it's not what you think. But also, it's kind of what you think. Okay, here's the deal. My name is Persis. I'm queer, Indian, femme, and a little over five feet tall. And my name is Sarah. I'm straight, white, cis, and a proud ginger. Every episode, we're going to talk about sexuality from a queer perspective, from a straight perspective, and what it means to find the fluidity between the two. We're going to talk about taboos, labels, dating, awkward moments, pop culture icons. We're also going to talk safe sex, self-discovery, discrimination, and what it means to be a queer minority. Your, your vibe looks very cozy. Very, 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 very cozy, yeah. My room's not the cleanest, but it's only because you're seeing this this portion of it. I'm not surprised. How's your day? My day is great. I had a really delicious dinner, and now – oh, and dessert. We have all these leftover cookies from Christmas, so I had, like, honestly five cookies. It was amazing. And now I'm drinking some red wine with my bestie. I've been craving cookies, like homemade – cookies Mm. fresh out of the oven oof they were sugar cookies and we made them with my nephew so they were covered in icing um like all different colors and some um sprinkles like christmas cookies christmas cookies yeah but we did them in purple and green because my youngest nephew is obsessed with the hulk and those are hulk colors so he was really really psyched about it how was your day my day was good i honestly am getting back into the swing of things with work so that was kind of like a reality check. <laughs> I like signed yeah. on and I was like, oh yeah, this is what it feels like. But it was good. I also made a really nice dinner and I did a bunch oh, of grocery shopping it. in the morning. Oof. I love grocery shop. The first grocery shop after Christmas when you get back and you're just like, I am health. I am wealth. And you just like stock so much nutrition in your fridge. It feels so good. Yes. And well, for dinner, I made steak and I had broccoli on the side with a little potato. Oh, Um, but I I have been like really strict. I'm not going to be ordering takeout this month. So like everyone. Yeah. Oh oh my God. That's big for you because you love takeout. Mm hmm. Which there's nothing wrong with loving takeout. You love to support your local restaurants. You love ordering different types of cuisines. I think it's great. But your bank account probably isn't like in love with it. I just think I should cook more. Like why not give myself that resolution for January to be like, don't order takeout just all month. Don't do it. If you want something, go and make it. Because another thing I love to order is I love to order like Indian food. Because mm. I, mm-hmm. I never like make Indian food. You should make some Indian food. You know what you could also do? You could – I'm sure HelloFresh has like – we're not sponsored by HelloFresh, but if you want to sponsor us, HelloFresh, and you're listening, we would love, you know, to talk you up all the time every single episode. But HelloFresh is great, and with the new year, they probably have some like new year, new me deal or something. And you could get like your first week, like a first week trial for really cheap, and then do a bunch of cooking. And you'd have so much leftover because I think it's made for two people. Oh, is it made for two people? I didn't realize. I, I actually know. Scratch that. I think they have like different deals. So you can do like the individual, the 
couple or the like family. Okay. But anyway, well, you should do that. I was, I'm, I'm not a couple, so she'll be getting individual boxes. Curse. Are you, are you trying to, my life. What are you trying to tell me? For the rest of my life. <laughs> okay. Anyone listening right now, if you truly believe that Persis is going to be single for the rest of her life, shoot us a DM and let us know. <laughs> like, if you really, truly believe it. I'm going to put a poll on our Instagram story, and I'm going to see. <laughs> Do you think Persis will be single for the rest of her life? Yes or no? Yes. There's going to be one asshole who clicks yes, and it's going to be like your sister or something. We'll see who it is. Persis, come on. Come on. One day you're going to order that couple's HelloFresh, and you're going to be like just making dinner naked with your wife while the kids are at sleepaway camp. (laughs) No, you know where they are? They're at Auntie Sarah's house. Yeah, that's true. I'm take. I'm watching them. I'm taking care of the little kiddos. What would you do with them? Hang out, arts and crafts. We would hang out. Yeah, I'd make them dinner. Um, we would watch movies. Oh, maybe we do like puzzles. <laughs> Me trying to figure out how I'd ever take care of a kid. Um, we could like play Lego if they like Lego. Maybe video games, or maybe they want to go play sports. Maybe we're gonna go to the sports field and kick a ball around. Kick a ball around the field. Bend it like Beckham. We're going to bend it like Beckham, Purse. Well, you guys bend it like Beckham, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Gonna Lots of uh, goals going to be scored that night. <laughs> you really struggled on your way there, but you got there. I was like, <laughs> lots of um, goals. goals. <laughs> It'll be like, back in the net. Bottom left. <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere with that one. No. I couldn't go anywhere with that Maybe one, not no. the best role play situation. Um, Purse, mm-hmm. I have a funny story to tell you and the whole, all of our girl-on-girl girlfriends. Please tell squirrel me. Squirrel friends. And the, and the squirrel friends. I got permission from these two people to tell the story because I think it's really funny and it has to do with us. Here's a story. I have a really, really good friend who um, is currently dating a woman for the very first time. She always dated men before. She never thought about dating women. And then this girl just walked into her life and she was like, what is going on? I am feeling things. And now they're totally in love. It's great. We love it. We love to hear it at Girl on Girl. Let's give them some code names. Okay. You give your friend the code game. Okay. Code name. Code game. Code game. (laughs) Give your friend the code name and I'll give her girlfriend a code name. Okay. So let's call my friend Becky. Okay. The her girl Becky's girlfriend is gonna be named um She's um, really thinking about this. <laughs> this is important. Oh Tish. <sighs> okay, we have to go with whatever you say. Okay, so Becky and Tish. I'm so sorry, Becky and Tish, if you're listening. So Becky and Tish, they meet each other. And Tish is like, oh, my God, Becky is so cute. I have to find out if she's into women. And so they become friends and innocent, innocent friends. No big deal. Get each other's Instagram accounts. And um, Tish is like, I'm obviously going to stalk her Instagram account to see if I can figure out if this girl is gay or not, or at least likes women. And so she goes to her Instagram and what she sees are several photos of her with, you know, friends and family and stuff. Multiple photos of her with me. And 
it's funny looking back because when you look back at these to us it was just like besties posting a photo when you look back it really does seem like out of all the photos she had posted over the years the ones with me did seem very coupley <laughs> and there was one photo that it literally looked like I was sitting in her lap and we were smiling we were just sitting the depth perception was off, but it looked like I was sitting in her lap. We were smiling. We took this picture, and then the caption just said, home. <laughs> it just said the word home. So obviously, Tish is looking at this. She's like, oh, my God. So she's into women, but she has this girlfriend. What the heck? But she's like, she's I'm like, not convinced. out of here. Right. She's, she's sad, but she's also like, I'm not going to assume. So I have to do some more digging. So she goes to my profile. I'm private, but in my bio, you can see host of girl on girl. At girl at girl X girl podcast, if you guys want to follow us on Instagram, so she goes obviously goes to her Instagram, and she's like, okay, this girl has a gay podcast, so definitely she's she's Becky's girlfriend. But then she sees in our bio on girl on girl podcast our little tagline, which is convos from a queer perspective, a straight perspective, and everything in between. She realizes one of us is gay and one of us is straight, and she can't for the life of her figure out which one is which. She's look, She said that she honestly spent so much time in those first days of trying to figure out if Becky was gay, just scrolling through our Instagram posts on our podcast page, being like, is she the gay one or the straight one? And she couldn't tell. And then finally, she found like a post somewhere that it must have been like a long, like one of the first ones that was like Sarah is straight. Man, I sympathize with Tish because you're right. If you just go to the girl on girl page, we already have a lot of content. Like obviously from when we first launched, you would have to like go through every single post because in our episodes too, we're not always, actually, I guess in our intro, we do say I'm Sarah, I'm straight, I'm Persis, I'm gay. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was, I said, poor girl. All she had to do was listen to any of the 40 episodes we've posted. And in the first 30 seconds, I say, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm straight. In the first 30 seconds of every single episode. So poor thing was like scrolling around aimlessly. She had stuff to, she, had a, she has a job, like she had stuff to do with her life. And she was just like, which one is gay? Anyway, she figures out you're the gay one. I'm the straight one. She's like, oh, good. Oh, sorry. She was like, good. Becky's not dating anyone, but now I don't know if Becky's gay or not. And so she was all the way back at square one, still didn't know if Becky was into women. Anyway, so she had to go just into the wild and figure it out herself in the flesh. She had to go up to Becky and be like, yo, Becky. And Becky had to be like, oh my God, Tish, I think I'm into this. I and love Tish's confidence. Me too. I love Tish. I love her confidence. And I love that she spent so much time with you and I on this journey. We are such a big part of their love story. I'm very honored. Me too. Like, Tish, I haven't met you yet, but you already stalked me, basically. Yeah. I, I don't know. She must have gone to your profile, too, and been like, but wait, if she went to your profile, she'd see right away you're the gay one. I think you have a pride flag in your bow. Hmm. Listen, Tish, love you, but you could have done better on this in this search. Well, not really, because I have a pride flag on the girl x girl part oh it says finsta britney spears underneath co-host girl x girl podcast microphone pride <laughs> flag so hey, tell me could, more tell me more it could be it could just yeah. be saying be saying it's a gay podcast 
True. But if she scrolled for one second, she'd see one of your videos about being gay. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was just the funniest thing. They said, are you going to talk about this on the pod? I was like, if you guys are cool with it, I would love to tell the story. And they gave us, gave me their blessing. So anyway, we love you, Tish and Becky. We love your love. We're so happy that you are in love. And I'm so happy that I wasn't dating Becky. I know. Because, like, look, you know what? You were involved, but then they booted you out. It was like, okay, once we find out Sarah's not into it, Tish went in for – she went in for what she wanted, and I love that. Yeah, I wouldn't say they booted me out. <laughs> yeah, you're out. You're out. I, do, I feel very rejected by that statement. No, I'm very much in. I'm in. I'm like the, you know, fun third wheel girl. Could be a throuple. <laughs> But you know what, Purse? You know what is crazy? Tish and Becky could have never, ever been together if, for some reason, one of them had ghosted the other. Look at that segue. Look at that segue. It's true, right? If one of them ghosted the other, we might not be telling the story here today on this episode. Yeah, we wouldn't be telling the love story. About of the century. Of the century, Tish and Becky. That's true. And... So if you guys haven't guessed it already with Sarah's <laughs> a very amazing segue, this episode is going to be all about ghosting. Ghosty ghosts. Oh, man. We at Girl on Girl, we really, we really don't like ghosting for a lot of reasons that we're going to talk about today. But what we kind of want to focus on in terms of ghosting is just why does it hurt so much? What is it about ghosting that just like kills you a little bit inside? And then also, what can you do if someone ghosts you? Because, listen, we've all been ghosted, and we're going to talk about it. And if you haven't been ghosted, you probably have been in some capacity. Like, there's so many different types of ghosting that can happen. But, Purse, why do you think ghosting is so common in today's dating game? I think it's so common, especially nowadays, because we're all using dating apps. You know, everyone is kind of dating virtually. and. Yeah. Throughout the pandemic, because we haven't, at least in the beginning, when we were under lockdown, we weren't really able to see people. You weren't getting that in-person interaction. So you're truly just relying on your dating app messaging or your texting. And it is so easy to just one day be like, I'm just not going to text that person back. Yeah. I'm not going to message them on the dating app. Yeah. It's, it's just way too easy now. You, you yeah. almost don't have to face people because it's all virtual. Yeah, exactly. There's no consequence. I feel like in the past when dating was, wasn't was this virtual and it was all in person, there was a bit more of a consequence to like never talking to the person again. And now it's just, yeah, it's like you can just disappear. You can avoid all your emotional discomfort and just literally disappear and just go back to everything like nothing happened. And none of your friends or family or anyone knows that you did that. Like, it's just, you can have, you can just vanish mm -hmm. in the thin and air these days. And I don't like that. I was actually just thinking that before we really had like technology and texting and dating apps and whatnot, when people would be just meeting up, you know, like meet me at this restaurant or meet me at the park, meet me at this place. That was like getting stood up was also like more common then I find like someone might just not show mm. up to a date. But nowadays, it's like you're getting ghosted. Like they're just yeah. not going to answer your message and you'll just never hear from them again. 
That's a good point. Maybe ghosting is the new standing up. Yeah. Have you watched 20-somethings yet? 20-somethings Austin on Netflix? No, but I've been meaning to. I heard it's actually like kind of good. It's kind of good, yeah. And anyway, this this girl who's like so awesome and adorable, she gets stood up, like legitimately stood up at the date, sitting at the bar, having her, she has like chicken wings to, to calm her anxiety while she waits. And then the guy just never texts her again, like never comes. And that's the ultimate ghost when you combine ghosting with standing up. Oof. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, because now it's so easy. Like we don't really have that anxiety about meeting someone because even if you're running late or if you need to change a plan, it's so easy to get in contact with someone and they get it within seconds. Right. Yeah. So that's a whole new low. Also, I just think our generation, we just have a lot of fear. There's a lot of things that we're all really scared of. And I think it's easier to just give in to that fear and just go someone and and just be done with the fear and almost like put it in a little box over here, then actually just face it and deal with it. Because like we're all, we have, I mean, especially now with the pandemic, we all have this incessant fear of uncertainty. We think everything's going to fall apart. Like nothing feels concrete anymore. And that can, I think that can definitely cross over into dating, right? Like you have no certainty of whether this, this person's going to work out or not. And we're all scared of being vulnerable. We're all scared of in-person social interactions because especially the generation below us grew up on the internet. And so we all have social anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so like just confrontation, we're all scared of. So all these fears, I think they're just, they're really like at a, it seems like they're at a high in our generation and just like in 2022, when it comes down to it, all ghosting is, is like fear. It is. But what's so funny is that all of these points you just listed out, I understand it. I get when people are afraid and their confrontation. I know a lot of ghosters actually say like their number one fear is any confrontation of some sort. So they just think it's easier to just disappear. But I think that leads to more problems because I've always said this. I don't want anyone to ghost me. I would rather, if you're not interested in me, romantically, tell me, tell me straight up. I don't want excuses. I don't want you to like pull anything you can out of the sky to like say something. You need closure and ghosting is not leading anyone to proper closure. All you're going to do is think about, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit more, but you're automatically going to think, what did I do wrong for this person to ghost me? Yeah, it's bullshit. And I feel the exact same way. Just just tell me, just be straight up with me. But I think a lot of people aren't that way. A lot of people can't handle it. A lot of people can't handle the confrontation or can't handle the rejection, like whatever it is. And I just think like not everyone can cope with these things. Like dating can be kind of like just a huge overwhelm to a lot of people. And I think a lot of ghosters are just easily overwhelmed maybe. And so they can't, they can't even think about being transparent and telling the truth. And that's really scary. And I just want to I just want to preface before we dive in even further. If you are listening and you're like, you know what? I'm totally a ghoster. That's okay. We're going to talk about it. There's reasons why you ghost. And hopefully this conversation will convince you that ghosting is not the way. And the way is actually honesty every single time. No matter what. I don't care what your excuses are. Ghosting is never the way. Hopefully we can change your mind a little bit about the right way to deal with certain situations. I hope. I'm really glad you brought that up because no one intentionally wants to hurt someone when you're ghosting them. 
it's just the easiest way out is what the ghoster yeah. thinks. So yeah, you're right. We're not here to attack you and be like, fuck you guys. But it's true. Ghosting does lead to a lot of emotional damage. So we do hope if you're a ghoster listening to this episode, you can uh, you can take something out of it and hopefully not ghost again, ever again. Yeah, ever. What are your ghosting ways? Also, can you imagine if one of your identifiers was a ghoster? I would have to seriously rethink a lot of things. Totally. I would have to go have like an eat, pray, love moment to deal with, to deal with that well, realization. I have friends who've told me they, they typically ghost people. Okay. You know what? Like we said, we're not judging, but we're really excited to hopefully make this conversation jump to the top of your mind and shift your thinking a little bit because we're actually going to get into the psychology behind ghosting and what it actually does biologically, neuro neurologically to your brains. <laughs> we are scientists yes. and we're going to present the evidence to you on this episode. Mm -hmm. So strap in or strap on. The formula, if you will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone still listening out there? Because we're scientists. Yeah, we are. The Scientist by Coldplay plays in the background. <laughs> That's what we mean. You should play it right now. Come up to meet you, tell you I'm sorry. You don't know how lovely you are. Purse, tell, tell the listeners, have you ever been ghosted before? So I had to actually think about this for a little bit because yeah. off the top of my head, I was like, I don't think so. Because sometimes when I think about ghosting, I think about it like I was seeing someone for like a hot second. It doesn't have to be for the longest time, but we really like developed some type of relationship and then they just like vanished out of thin air. But then, then again, I was thinking about the pandemic and I was like, oh my God, I did get ghosted by a girl early into the pandemic. So this would have been like, it would have been honestly like February leading into March, like past lockdown. But so we were talking for like a significant amount of time. We never met up in person, but mm -hmm. the girl totally ghosted me. We had like a texting relationship. Yeah. And it was when um, no one was seeing each other, especially when you didn't know the person, everyone was like really dialing it back. So FaceTime dates were like a big thing. And we had planned to have a couple FaceTime dates, but she always bailed. And I remember wow, the inconsistency was definitely rubbing me off the wrong way, but she would still message me. Like, mm. it's not like she bailed and then she just fell off the face of the earth. She would be like, honestly, I'm so sorry. This did come up, um, but mm. let's please reschedule. Like, I really want to do this with you. All this stuff. Mm. Let's give her a code name. Okay. Can I give it? Yeah. Yolanda. Yolanda. Yes. Yolanda, girl. Yolanda, we matched on Hinge. She was so pretty. And yeah, I definitely was messaging her. I'd send her playlists. Like she would send me music recos. Like it was, it was pretty <sighs> consistent. And then one day she just never messaged me back. Wow. Wow. Wowie, wowie, wowie. Yolanda, girl, what were you scared of? See, I think Yolanda had a big fear of like that FaceTime date of actually making it official, like, let's see each other and talk. I think she was scared of that. Here's the thing. 
of course, like we didn't get in too deep for me. That's why I almost kind of forgot about it, <laughs> but we didn't get in too yeah. deep where I would have been heartbroken if Yolanda was just like, Persis, honestly, I'm just not really feeling it or whatever, whatever was happening where she just decided to stop messaging me one day for literally ever. Just yeah. tell me, you know, I, <laughs> but see, it's so easy for her to just never, never tell you because like you've never even talked face to face before even over FaceTime yep oh god Yolanda and how did that make you feel when I think about it now I was bummed I definitely didn't like consume me because like I said I I was getting to know her virtually but we never really had Mm -hmm. that in-person connection where I could feel anything for her I think I was just like oh this that's kind of sucks because this girl seemed really cool she was very much my type um yeah it was very flirty. We weren't even talking like we were just friends. It was very clearly like date, date, like conversations. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely excited to have a FaceTime date with her, especially cause you know, we were all in this pandemic. I was very single. I was like, Oh my God. Yay. Like I'm excited to try like virtual dating if we have to do that now. And yeah, so I was definitely, I definitely felt a little hurt at first. I thought, Oh my God, did I say something? Did I do something weird? And then I just kind of let it go because what else could I really do? No, for sure. I just thought of a kind of fun experiment. What? Do you still have Yolanda's number? <laughs> I just thought of something. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm sure I do. What if live, live on the episode, you texted Yolanda and said, hey, I know this is so random. It's Persis from whatever, 2020 or whatever, but I'm talking to a friend about ghosting and, I, and I'm honestly – you came to mind and I'm honestly just so curious, like no hard feelings. I'm just so curious. Was there a reason why you ghosted me? We're just talking about ghosting and I thought it would be interesting to ask. I'm I'm truly just curious. So I have her number, but I'm wondering if it's not hers anymore because we used to text with iMessage and now it's all green. Oh, wait, it just, it's, it's literally blue right now. What does that mean? Oh, like it means iMessage. Okay. Sarah, I don't know if I could do that. I'd be, we haven't literally talked in two years. <laughs> it and was she just a like, thought. It was just a thought. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'm usually like, who okay. are you? Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's super fair. She'll remember you. Come on. She'll be like, oh yeah, Persis. I remember her. I also got ghosted once. I, I had to think about it too, but there was one like pretty prominent one. And if I still had this person's number, I would actually love to message them and be like, hey, I'm just so curious. Was there a reason why? That would actually be really fascinating now after all these years. Here's the thing with Yolanda. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to undermine that she ghosted me when we were texting, but I think because we were just like texting and it didn't get like deep, deep. I'm just, I, I would feel a little more awkward to be like, hi, this is a girl you were texting for a month, two years ago, and you ghosted me. Maybe if I had developed a, like if we had actually gone out on a date and she just kind of like ghosted me. I hear you. I just hate that like ghosting is so common in our society and our dating life now that like, that we're like, oh, it was just someone she ghosted after a month. No big deal. But I do know what you mean. I would probably feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Yolanda, girl, we hope you're doing well. We hope that you haven't ghosted anyone again after Persis, um, even though you probably have. But I got ghosted once. 
and it really sucked and it was with someone who I had gone on like several dates with so it was like what the heck and it was kind of out of nowhere and it made me feel really bad about myself it made me feel like I wasn't good enough and it also kind of made me feel like I was crazy or something like I like had I imagined this great chemistry we had or was I maybe coming on too strong or something like that like it made me almost question if I was yeah being crazy I guess is the best way to say it which is so silly and it really sucked and I got over it pretty quickly but it was definitely a weird one because it was someone who I had gone like on proper dates with um Mm -hmm. and was like truly dating and then they just basically like never texted me again so that was fun wait paint the picture for me a bit more so this man literally ghosted you like you you messaged him and one day he just never answered you ever again pretty much we the way it worked was we had our last date and the date ended kind of weird I was getting like a little bit of a weird vibe off of him and I was like hmm something seems strange and then we were texting a bit after the date about how it ended weird kind of I can't remember the specifics but the conversation kind of ended like in a normal way that night and then he never messaged me again Mm. he never texted me again ever man isn't that wild how okay i'm just i know it's been so long but do you ever feel like you would want to message were you ever like tempted to message him to be like hey yes totally and can we give him a code name of course i will think of one right now thank you so much we're gonna call him buzz like Lightyear. yeah all right Okay, so Buzz, um, (laughs) so my guy Buzz, um, wait, what was the question? (laughs) Oh, yeah, my question was, so were you ever tempted to text Buzz after this awkward date and be like, hey, do you want to go out again? Or hey, should we talk? Hey, what's up? Kind of thing. Yes, I was. And my pride was too bruised. So I really, I did really want to just be like, hey, can we just like maybe close this out? Or is like, can you just be honest with me about did something happen like why did we why did you just stop messaging me and I think yeah I think my pride was just kind of I think my ego was a little bruised and I just felt really rejected and really confused and so much so that I was like I just almost kind of got a little bitter and angry and I was like whatever whatever and then I actually met someone like a month later that it was definitely like okay fine I can forget about buzz um but I don't know if I hadn't met that person after Buzz, then I I think eventually I would have reached out to Buzz after I calmed down a bit and been like, hey, I'm just really curious, genuinely, like, was there something I did? Is it something with you? Like, I thought we had a good thing going. Yeah. So that one was a tough one. Yeah, I remember when you were seeing Buzz. Oh, Buzzy. Buzzy, 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 Boo. I remember that. And I I guess I just didn't remember that it was like you just never heard from him again. For some reason, I thought you guys like talked about it and it was like a mutual, okay, we're done. Never talked about it. And you know what's funny? I actually ended up working with Buzz for a few months, like a year later, like half a year later or something. So we were like colleagues for a hot second and we never spoke about it. Yeah. Oh, you never did. Oh my God. No, I would have just totally weird. been like. I have so much more confidence now that to be like if I saw him for whatever reason I'd be like hey tell me what happened like I I almost like just kind of laugh at it it was so long ago now but at the time I just didn't have the confidence because I felt so bruised and I felt like really rejected and and I 
was like, I can't even ask because I'm scared to get even more rejected. But now I would have no problem. I definitely have a lot more confidence in myself. Yeah, good. And that comes with growth, right? Like things like this happen. And I know our automatic reaction to getting ghosted is like, oh my God, it just bruises your ego for sure. Your confidence goes down. But like Sarah and I said, we're going to go into a little bit more about what to do if you've been ghosted. And hopefully these tips can help you on like how to react because it, it's not you. It's, it's always them. It's something they're going through. They don't want to deal with the confrontation if there is confrontation anyway. Like most of the time, listen, I feel like most of the time people get it. You just have to talk, communicate with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are very few things I could think of that I wouldn't understand if you told them to me like truly, honestly, and transparently. And that includes like, I honestly just don't think I like you. Mm -hmm. Totally get it. Thank you for telling me. And yeah, that's going to hurt too. We're not saying that that's not going to be painful because it will be and you'll feel rejected still. But at least you're getting the honest answer. And we'll, we'll talk about why that's important a little bit later because it really is. I had a girl who totally told me straight up she just wasn't into me as more than a friend. And it sucked because I had such a big crush on her. Oh my God. Yeah. I was, and plus, like at that time, I remember thinking, because her and I were friends, this was years ago, but I'd asked her out before. Years ago, I had already asked her out. I kind of made it clear, like, hey, I am into you. She was seeing someone at the time. So she told me, like, no, I'm seeing this person, but um, don't get discouraged because I'm not weirded out that you asked me. And I remember thinking, oh, okay, I read that as like, you're taken, but maybe you'd still be interested if you were ever single kind of thing. That's how I would take it. Yeah. That's genuinely how I took it. And then a year later, things did happen between her and I, and she was very straight up with me the next day, which I felt very, I was really sad, but I was also like, I respect you being so honest. Yeah. But guys, like even being told like, yo, I'm sorry, I'm just not into you like that. I was able to like move on. Like I was able to be like, she's not into me. What am I going to do? Like try chasing her. It leaves less room for like, what if? That's for sure. The what ifs will kill you. They yeah. truly will. They truly will. Um, have you ever ghosted anyone before? I've never ghosted someone who I've like hung out with. I'd say on more than like one date. Ooh, actually. Okay, hold on. I've, memories are kind of coming back. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. I think I have. Percy Buns, no judgment. Tell us about it. I'm just trying to remember because, okay, if anyone's ever like really asked me like, hi, do you want to go on a date? Or after we've gone on dates, like, hi, I'm still interested in you and I want to continue doing this. I definitely, if I'm not interested, I won't just ghost them. Like I will tell them I'm not interested or I'm not in the right headspace because sometimes like I really truly am just not in the right headspace to like continue dating. So I don't do that. Like I'll never leave someone like, like on red like that. Mm -hmm. But when I think about it, there's a couple scenarios with women who I'd gone on dates with where we both just like stopped talking, but I can't tell if it's like I ghosted or the other one did. It kind of maybe felt like a mutual ghosting. Yeah. But then again, similar to kind of like your situation with Buzz, you're saying like, I got ghosted by Buzz. Whereas yeah. sometimes I'm like, wait, maybe like- They thought you one... were ghosting them. There is one girl in particular who I went on three dates with. Uh, this would have been in 2020. And we both kind of like mutually, we just stopped talking. I remember she, yeah. came, she came by my house to um, pick up a leather jacket. 
Okay. I, I had her leather jacket and the vibes were definitely not really there. Like it felt very like, okay, here you go. And we chatted for a bit. I offered her like a glass of wine and she was like, I think she had it. And then she like left like very soon after. Okay. So it didn't feel like anything. We just never texted again. <laughs> I feel like mutual ghostings can happen. And maybe it's maybe it's not even a mutual ghost. Maybe it's just like a mutual kind of like emotional understanding that there's not really a spark here. And that's that's fine. But yeah, I think I do also think like it's easy to think it was a mutual ghosting and actually what happened was like you kind of ghosted that person or maybe they maybe regardless of anything they feel like they've been ghosted so that's an opportunity for you to be like hey I just want to be honest with you in case you were waiting on a message from me this is how I'm feeling blah 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 but Mm -hmm. I've been in, in situations before too where it felt like a mutual ghosting and who knew if the other person felt differently probably not I never thought of it that way until you mentioned your buzz story because I always thought, oh, we just mutually like both of us never messaged each other. Mm -hmm. And I was like, she never messaged me. So maybe she also didn't really care to, but she totally could have been sitting there being like, okay. Like I was. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But that's good that you never like properly ghosted someone though. No, I won't do that. If anyone, it's, it's never like I just stop messaging them out of the blue, especially when there's like a vibe going and we're seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Or if they ask me to, like, continue, I'll tell them no if I'm not interested. I won't just yeah. not answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Good for you. You're a good person. What about you, Sarah? Um, I've never – I don't feel like I've ever really, like, super ghosted someone. The only time I could think of was it was a guy who was interested in me. He got my number. We were texting back and forth. And he was basically like, I want to take you out on a date. Like, let me know when you're free. And I was like, okay, cool. And I just never let him know when I was free. And he never asked again if I was free. So once again, you could maybe say it was a mutual ghosting, but I definitely felt like I was telling him something by not telling him when I was free. And I th- I wasn't even anything about him. It was just like, I wasn't really feeling myself. I wasn't in a place to, I wasn't in a place to go on a date and be cute and charming. And I was feeling very closed off at that time, I think. And I just... And it wasn't cool. I should have just been like, hey, honestly, like, I don't know if I'm really interested at the moment, but, you know, maybe I'll reach out on the line kind of thing. So he wasn't waiting around. But that was the only time I could think of. See, Sarah, that's really good, too, if that's the only time. And like you said, maybe maybe at that time you really thought, yeah, sure, I will go with you. And then as time went on, you were just like, okay, no. And then because he didn't reach out, you were like, okay, he's not also like pushing for this, but maybe. Yeah, totally. Maybe for us both as like a learning lesson, maybe let's not even leave that as an option. Why don't we just always be straight up with people? Always. Once you realize in your head, you're like, no, I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm going to do this. Just say it to them. Just say it. Totally. And because of like lessons learned in the past, I recently had a situation where I went on a date with a guy and I realized pretty much instantly I wasn't into it. And the next day, instead of just like leaving it lingering for a while, immediately the next day I messaged him and I was just like, it was great to meet you. I honestly had a great time, but I'm just not really interested. It's nothing about you. It's just me, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like I gave him the, I gave him my honest feelings and it felt really good because then I was stating exactly how I felt, which felt very powerful. And then he was like, honestly, I really appreciate that transparency. And can you tell me what did I do something wrong? And then we had this really open conversation about about stuff that I actually was unsure about and and stuff that I felt maybe 
I didn't love about our interaction, for example. And he was really receptive and he was like, honestly, that's good to know. I'm going to really work on that. And it turned into a very productive, mature conversation between two people who didn't have a romantic spark. And then we both went on our ways feeling, I think, for the better, like having some information, him having some information for future dates and me feeling like I really was honest and transparent and I knew exactly what I wanted and I made that decision based on that. Felt really good. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And I think sometimes we're scared to be honest with people because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. You know, like it's kind of hard to say like, you know, these are the things I wasn't really a fan of. This is, yeah. and we're allowed to say that it's a date. Like when you're dating someone, there's going to be things that you might not like about that person. That's what happens when you're trying things out romantically. It even happens in friendships. Yeah. You might be like, I don't like my friend when they do this. It's, it's like the same thing. Um, so why really? are we scared? It's only going to help them in the long run. Honestly, guys, it's not as scary as you think it's going to be. And I learned that, especially with that, that story I just told, like there were things that I said, I just blatantly told him things I didn't, I didn't, wasn't really a fan of. And it felt, it wasn't scary. It felt like, no, this is how I feel. And I, and I feel confident telling him that's how I feel. And they were like comments he made that I thought were a little bit kind of like didn't match my values and my beliefs. It wasn't like, oh, I didn't like your hair. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And you're not being an asshole if you're telling someone this is not what this is what I didn't like. You know what I mean? You're allowed to say that stuff, guys. So just remember, you're not being an asshole. No, you're being honest and you're standing up for what you like and what you don't like. And that is powerful. And that is 2022. That's us in 2022, as we've stated in our last episode. 2022 is about telling your story. Being fearless and telling your story. Oh, I love that. Fearless by Taylor Swift plays in the background. We're going to play that as we get into the next. (laughs) So let's move on. Let's talk about why ghosting hurts the real emotional implications of ghosting because there are some and they are psychological it's not just like ouch i got rejected it goes a lot deeper than that and we're going to talk about it but i think like the core thing here is that the opposite of love isn't hate it's indifference when someone ghosts you they're basically signaling to you that they are indifferent about you And what feels worse than someone being indifferent about you? What feels worse than that? It's like, I'd rather you hate me than be indifferent about me. You know, that's how I feel. Well, because at least hate leads to care of some sort. Exactly, exactly. But indifference is like when someone goes to you, they're literally saying, I don't even care enough about you or a relationship to send you a text, call or email. Like, or to show up at your door. Like, I don't even care enough to even try to explain why I'm not going to talk to you again. And that, I think the indifference part is key to why it hurts so much. Y'all, no one wants to feel like they're, like someone is indifferent about them. We all want to be cared about. We want to be loved. And I found this article from Psychology Today, and they talk about like all the kind of um, psychology behind ghosting. And they had a few quotes from people who have got ghosted before. And I thought these quotes were kind of interesting and explained a bit of like the emotional roller coaster that we go on when we get ghosted. But the one quote said, it still felt a bit like someone had punched me in the gut when it happened. 
The disregard is insulting. The lack of closure is maddening. You move on, but not before your self-esteem takes a hit. The only thing worse than being broken up with is realizing that someone didn't even consider you worth breaking up with. Man, that actually, that's sad. That's sad. Right? I felt that one. I was like, I want to be worth breaking up with. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I respect the people who, as much as maybe they hurt me or I felt very sad over a situation that didn't work out, I respect someone so much more if I'm like, okay, well, they didn't, thank God they didn't just ghost me. You know, they gave me an answer or they told me what's up and what's going on in their lives. So I could at least take that and be like, okay, I'm going to move on with mine. But when you don't hear anything, you just hear silence. It's like, it's a whole other pain. It's Yolanda. It's the pain. Yolanda, if you're listening, girl, (laughs) you hurt us. Mutually. It wasn't just Persis. You hurt me too. I hope you know that. Um, And then one of these other quotes I thought was really interesting. It said, ghosting is one of the cruelest forms of torture dating can serve up. I'm like, honestly, yeah, that's true. It's just cruel. It is really cruel. (laughs) Sorry, my face, but it's true. It's like, yeah, you felt that. You felt that one. I did. And that's why I think like, I'm really, I want to try to make sure I never, no one ever feels that way about how I treated them. Like I would never want someone to, you know, go and tell their friend Persis just ghosted me. Cause we, I know we don't intend to hurt anyone, but I know like you never know what other people are thinking in terms of like communication and maybe you thought something and they thought another, you know what I mean? It's very cruel. It's a cruel, cruel world. (laughs) a cruel world and we just live in it we really do um like we've been kind of hinting at there are a lot of psychological reasons why ghosting feels so shitty and it really does come down to like how our brains are built and what they're built for when it comes to social interaction because like humans were built to travel in tribes and so our brains had to be had to evolve in a way that allowed us to understand like how to interact in a social environment just for our own survival. And so all of that's still wired up in here, even though we're not traveling in tribes necessarily like we used to anymore. And so those same, those same, like that same wiring in our brain still gets triggered when social, when we're in social situations like dating and ghosting can really mess with those pathways and those wires because it negates everything that we're our brain is used to or is looking for in a social interaction. So this is really interesting, Purse. I did not know this, but social rejection activates the same pain pathways in the brain as physical pain. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? I would not have known that at all. So you can actually reduce the emotional pain of rejection with a pain medication like Tylenol. Wait, really? Listen, this is just from Psychology Today. So if you're listening and you are a neurosurgeon, feel free to correct us. But apparently, that's true. Wow. So when we get rejected by someone, the pathways in our brain that are activated are the same ones that get activated when, like, someone punches us in the gut. Wow, because it's real. And that's why they say, like, heartbreak. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) No, there's like no I'm gonna start crying. Pers is like there is no pain like heartbreak. 
It's so hard though. And sometimes I think the problem is, is like, it, it like exactly like the stat you just said or what you found out from psychology today, like the fact that it is right there saying social rejection activates the same pain pathways in the brain as physical pain, like that's very reassuring because sometimes I sit here and I'll be so emotionally sad, even if it's not like I've been heartbroken over friendship sometimes ending, you know, because sometimes the friendship ends when things aren't working out and you guys just drift apart or like us. That, like us exactly and yeah romantic situations oh my god like just this month i was so in my feels like so upset because i didn't process something properly (laughs) and i remember thinking like this feels like physical to me almost like the emotions i felt were like real bad yeah i actually thought of you when i when i saw this because i think you feel heartbreak in your like you really feel it physically like you feel it in your body and I think a lot of other people do too um and I think there's a there's a neurological reason for it clearly wow and here's another point you found from psychology today (laughs) I'm only laughing because we've (laughs) I feel like we've both like given psychology today the shout out like 10 times because i don't know i think we're both just like we really want to reassure everyone that we did not dream up this information on our own we just want to make that very clear it's psychology today what if psychology today is like a huge scam website and all of this is total bs (laughs) then they're not going to sponsor us anymore guys don't take away your sponsorship you're how we put food on the table psychology today Oh, the wine is in my glass because of you today. Actually, my glass is empty. So psychology today, unless you fill my glass up with some more wine, I don't think that you can be our sponsor anymore. I'm sorry. But it says, staying connected to others is so important to our survival that our brain has evolved to have a social monitoring system that scans the environment for cues so that we know how to respond in social situations. Social cues allow us to regulate our own behavior accordingly, but ghosting deprives you of these usual cues and can create a sense of emotional dysregulation where you feel out of control. Yeah. So like we, our whole system becomes totally deregulated. We can't figure out how to behave because we're like searching for cues of how to behave and they're not there. Yeah, because you don't have any answers. You just don't know because you got ghosted. And so since ghosting gives you no cue for how to react, it creates the ultimate scenario of ambiguity. I thought this was interesting. So you're sitting there being like, should I be worried? What if they're hurt? I hear this a lot. What if they like got hurt? Or what if they're like lying in a hospital bed somewhere? Um, or what if they're just really busy? Like maybe they're just really busy and they haven't had time to call me. They haven't had time to text or just like wondering, like, should I be really pissed off right now? And you are just caught in total ambiguity, total, like, um, like you said before, you're, you've lost control because there are no cues for you to figure out in your brain how to react, how to logically react. And I think that loss of control can really send, send people into a spiral it's really dangerous for your mental health because, you know, as humans, we're always trying to have control over things. We're always trying to put things into boxes. But when someone's ghosted you, the cues aren't there for your brain to know how to deal with it. And so you can't deal with it. And you like spiral a little bit or a lot bit. A lot bit. 
And with yeah. all of that, when you lose control, because I've gone through this, even in a situation where I wasn't ghosted, but I felt like I couldn't really control the situation. Yeah. Um, and not because I'm, I'm not saying like I'm a controlling person, not like that. The situation was just, it was a situation. <laughs> it was a situation. It was just a situation where I was being very, um, uh, kind of letting the other person take the lead for a certain reason. But it also, like all of this combined, causes you to question yourself. And when someone ghosts you, you'll say like, why didn't I see this coming? Also, how could I have been such a poor judge of character? What did I do to cause this person to stop talking to me? Oof, that's the worst one. How do I protect myself from ever from this ever happening again? And this self-questioning is the result of basic psychological systems that are in place to monitor one's social standing and relay that information back to the person via feelings of self-worth and self-esteem. So when a rejection occurs, your self-esteem can drop, which social psychologists propose is meant to be a signal that your social belonging is low. Yeah, and like back to when we were, when we were in tribes like to survive back in the day, your social standing would quite literally um, like determine whether you were going to survive or not. Because if you had a low social standing in the tribe, you might just be left for dead kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, in, in whatever, in a survival type of situation. But if you had a high social standing, you might have more resources. You might have more um, access to the community. You might You might be the first in line to be protected in a survival situation so like our brains have evolved to be really really concerned about our social standing and when we get rejected it I think it just signals to our brain like you're not good enough you're not good enough you are you are low in the standing of society this convo is making me sad <laughs> listen we never said this was going to be a happy conversation okay because, but this is what we're talking about. Like ghosting, I think is such like a buzzword now. Sorry, not to uh, name drop buzz again. My long lost love. Buzz, if you're listening, hit me up. But like the, it has serious implications on your mental health when you get rejected in general, for sure. But we're all going to get rejected in life. You know, that's kind of the that's that's how it is in life. And that's OK. And I think we all have to kind of go through rejection. But ghosting goes one step beyond. Mm -hmm. And it it really fucks with your psychology in ways that are go that go beyond just rejection. It makes it so hard for you to cope. And move forward because you have nothing. To, you have no answers to cope with. You can't even when someone just leaves you with nothing. And it catches you off guard. You literally can't take anything they said and be like, okay, well, this is, this is the reason why. Whether it was maybe they're not ready to be in a relationship yet, or maybe they're just plain not interested in you. If someone tells you those things, you can at least take that and work through the healing process. Yeah. When they leave you silent, you're like, I have nothing to work with. And I'm just sitting alone in my feels because <laughs> I don't know what I, oh, it's, Oh, I'm so mad. I'm getting angry. <laughs> I know you are. I know. And you should be angry, girl. You should be angry. This is not nice. And another thing we found out, ghosting is the ultimate use of silent treatment, which is a tactic that has often been viewed by mental health professionals as a form of emotional cruelty. 
um, because it essentially just leaves you powerless and with no opportunity to ask questions or be provided with information or just process, emotionally process the experience. It just silences you. Like when someone gives you the silence treatment, it also silences you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sure, if someone ghosts you, you can, t- you can totally reach out and ask why, but you still feel silenced because it feels like your thoughts, your opinions, your emotions, and your questions don't matter because they didn't even take them into consideration when they just completely evaporated into thin air. Yeah. And then your self-esteem gets hit. Guys, it's, it's like a domino effect. But it, but it actually is like ghosting is seen as a form of emotional cruelty in the, psycholo- in the psychology today world. Man, so a couple more like fun questions for you from the S&P world, not from the <laughs> psychology today. Fun question. It's such a fun conversation we're having. Do we have a rule, like a ghosting rule? Like what counts as ghosting after X amount of days if you haven't heard from someone? Like what would you say ghosting is? I would say it depends on the frequency that you're currently talking. If I'm talking to someone every single day for a week or two, like honestly, I would say if I was talking to someone every day for a week and then I just never heard from them again, ghosting. Yeah. I think that would be ghosting. And then anything further than that. And then, oh, man, it's really hard to gauge because it all really depends. But you know what I mean? Like, I think frequency of how you're talking to them matters. Yeah, the frequency matters for sure. I know my friend always says this thing. It's three days. She says, always give them three days. And if they don't, if they don't get, because if they're going to ghost you, they will never message you back again, right? Yeah. But so it's give them the three day window. And if they message you three days later, you might be like, that was weird. Especially if like you had a consistent thing going on and it was great. But they didn't just like ghost you forever, but it would definitely be something maybe you should talk about because you'd be like, why did you Where just were go you? MIA for three days? Yeah, that's just weird. Yeah, I think it's nice to have like rules for yourself to kind of deal with these scenarios. I think, that, I think that's great, but it also does really depend. Like if that person is talking to you for three days straight and then they don't talk to you for three more days and they haven't given you a reason why they might be MIA. The thing is, we know we're all on our phones. We know we are. And whether you say you're away from your phone or not, whatever, you're on your phone. You know, we're all on our phones. So for someone to ghost for three whole days, that means that like they didn't even have like one second to reach out and be like, hey, thinking of you. Yep. Red flag. Red flag anyway. I mean, maybe I'm asking too much, but I really think like if I if someone's serious about dating me, like we're going to be in, in conversation quite regularly. And... It doesn't mean we have to be texting day and night. It just means like, are we setting up dates? Are we calling each other or are we texting? Like whatever it is. Oh, I agree with you because I'm the same way too. If I'm, I always relay it back to like what I would do in a situation and listen, I know we're all different. So I can't be like saying everyone needs to be acting the way I would, but I just know when I'm interested in someone, I will be like messaging them. And like Sarah said, it's not, day and night constant but I definitely will get back to them within like a reasonable time for sure because you care about the person yeah and yeah when things start out it can be a little weird to try and figure out like what the balance is for sure but show your intention I don't know why we're all so scared of like showing effort in or I think we're scared of rejection 
which is what this whole conversation is about. But why, but I think we should just like, if we're intending to date someone, if we like them, just show it. And obviously there's a line that could be crossed, like, you know, coming on too strong versus not, but don't be afraid to be like, I really like you. So I'm going to text you every day. (laughs) I love that. I'm like, text me. Me too. Especially if it's someone I'm into, if it's, if I like someone and they're texting me a lot and they're showing me effort and saying they're interested in me, I'll be like over the moon because mm-hmm. I like them too. So I'm like, this is great. This is good vibes. And I am already as a person, I can definitely, I definitely show people if I like them, if I'm interested in someone like you honestly will know. Cause I, I don't hold back. Like I you'll will know, you'll know. I'm not you get the like, hard eyes. I get the hard eyes. And I'm also just like, I don't like to waste my time. Like I find if, if the vibes are there and we're good, why not like be consistent? I'm not so much about the games yeah. and being like, well, I need to act hard to get like, no. Who, honestly, who has time for that? That's the other thing is think of how much time we would all save if we all just said what we, what we wanted, what we thought and cut through the facade of it all. We would save so much time, so much heartbreak if we were just like, if dating was more of like a, listen I know dating can't be this black and white but if it was just like do I like you no sorry I don't really like you that much okay bye on to the next or like you know what I like you I'm gonna show you I like you oh cool I like you too okay let's date yeah agreed bing bang boom it's a formula we told you we're scientists if there's a formula to this stuff so Sarah yeah P what do you do if you've been ghosted tell the audience oh baby okay There are a lot of things you can do, but step number one, I think before anything else is resist the urge, guys, resist the urge to turn it inward and just, you know, spiral and be like, it's my fault. What did I do? I'm not good enough. I'm not attractive enough. I'm not funny enough. All that shit, because we're here to tell you that you um, are good enough, funny enough, hot enough, and worth all the love in the world and as soon as we start thinking like oh my god it was me what did I do oh my god oh my god oh my god you know it it's not doing anyone any good and you're just hurting yourself more yeah so try to resist that urge even though it's really hard because you know we can't help it sometimes because we're all just so insecure (laughs) but it's really not about you. Like Persis said earlier in the episode, it is all about the other person. And I found this quote also from Psychology Today <laughs> that said, when someone ghosts you, they have sent you an extremely loud message that says, I don't have what it takes to have a mature, healthy relationship with you. I love that. I think that that is what it is. And that's okay. It's not your fault. And it's not anything you did. And listen, even if it was something you did, even if you, maybe you said something that was like hurtful, let's say, maybe you accidentally said something that really hurt the other person's feelings and they ghosted you. Okay. You know, reflect on that. Be like, I think I might've hurt their feelings with that. I should apologize. Or maybe I should think about how I, how I talk about that in the future. It's totally okay to reflect. That's what dating's all about. It's like learning. But at the end of the day, it's their problem that they couldn't tell you they were offended. It's their problem they couldn't communicate with you and they didn't have the guts to talk to you about it. So it's it's their 
fault and their problem they ghosted you. It's not about you. But it's okay to reflect a little bit too and be like, was there, you know, if it's something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, because that could also be a factor. Like we didn't really talk about that, but for sure, there could have been a situation where maybe that person is ghosting you because they felt hurt about something or they didn't like how something was done. But like Sarah said, I think ghosting's still not the answer. Tell them that. Tell the person what they did wrong. Kind of like how you um, talked about. Did we give him a code name? Oh, no. Did we? No. Okay, so guys, the let's give him a code name. The one who I was saying that I was like, I'm not interested, and then we had a great conversation about it. Yes. What do you think the, the name should be? Um, Max. Oh, I like that name. Okay, Max. Yeah, like with Max. Yep. Like Sarah was just straight up with Max. You could have you could have just ghosted him and said like, nah, this wasn't for me. But you you did yeah. say like these were things I just wasn't really like aligned with. Exactly. Yeah. Because in, in this particular case with Max, there were things he said that actually did kind of offend me. Um, and so I just I just told him that and it was great. So, you know, you have to have the guts to confront that kind of thing. And if you don't, that's your problem. And it's not the other person like you shouldn't feel like. Like you've done something to be ghosted. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, that's that's the end thing. No one should be ghosted. You can be told off if you did something wrong, but you should not be Amen. Ghosted. Amen. Purse, what else? What else should everyone do if they get ghosted to try and deal? So I would actually suggest if you've really been ghosted, I don't think you should try to reach out and ask for answers. Personally, I would say, guys, I... <laughs> Because I'm such a communicator that normally old purse would have probably been like reaching out to been like, hi, what's up? But I would almost say like actions over words and maybe just take it as a signal and just try your best to move on. I know that's not easy. And maybe depending on the circumstance or depending on what the relationship was, maybe that definitely warrants a hi, hello, don't ignore me or what happened or what's this. But sometimes I think if they're just not showing you that, take it and have that love for yourself and just be like, I didn't deserve that and try to move on. But I'm not saying that's easy because I am the person who would normally be like, hello, or just be like, what's up? Like, why did you do that? You know? Right. So I have to say, I kind of disagree with you on that a little bit. Okay. I think, I think there's like a line and this might just be me, but I think that I love the idea of like take the actions over the words and just try your best to move on. I totally agree with that. But I do think sometimes, and, de- and depending on the situation, some really great things can come out of asking. Like, like I said, even with Buzz, like if I had had the confidence to just be like, hey, no hard feelings, but I'm just really curious. Like, did something happen here? And, you know, if you're ever open to talking about it, just to, so I can be better or learn or like learn more for future dating experiences about navigating certain things. You know what I mean? Like making it a productive, like lesson learned kind of thing. And that might not be realistic at all. And maybe that's just me. But I, I wonder if some positive can come from sometimes, depending on the situation, being like, hey, what happened? I know. I, I actually 
I agree with you. I think it really is circumstantial, though. I think it really depends on. Yeah. Well, Maybe it's like reaching out multiple times. Maybe that's because I know you've had that experience before where you're like trying to kind of basically see what happened, but also like retain a relationship. Yeah. So you're, you'll like reach out multiple times. And then at the end of the day, you kind of just wish you would have, like you said, just like took the actions as they were yep. and kind of moved on. So maybe it's just a matter of like your intention behind reaching out or like how many times you reach out or something. Yeah. 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 That's maybe what it is. I'd be curious to see what like the listeners think about this. Because it might, I don't know. Is it, is it a bad idea to reach out? Maybe it is. I think if you're reaching out multiple times and you're not hearing anything, then yeah. <laughs> but I haven't done that. I'll then tell you. Y'all. I'll tell you that I haven't done that, guys. No, no, no. No, we would know. I would never do that if someone was like blatantly like not answering me. Ignore then for me. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if you're feeling like, you know what, they ghosted me. It sucks. I feel rejected. But you know what? I'm actually really interested. Why? Yeah. We're just interested. And I don't know, maybe that's just a tactic that I used to like make myself feel better or something. I don't know. So there could be some, there could be something wrong with that too. But I'm wondering, do we need that validation from people sometimes? Well, yeah, like it could just be for validation. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like think about your intention because for example, with Max, he asked for more. He was like, I didn't ghost him. So it's a little bit of a different situation, but he asked for more information. And then I told him things that kind of offended me. And he, it was really like a lesson learned. He was really like, wow, I'm going to take that into consideration for the future. Like, I did not mean it like that. I did not mean to offend you, all that kind of stuff. So for him asking more, I think it actually probably helped him in like a future dating experience. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe it was all bullshit, but. Dating is so hard, Persis. At the end of the day, dating's hard. It is really hard, but the only advice we'll give to you is just, just don't, don't ghost. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it, guys. It's honestly, you think it's going to be easier, but it's not because you're putting the other person through, like we talked about, a whole lot of emotional shit. And you're putting yourself through, you're not honoring yourself. You're not honoring yourself and your what you want and your ability to communicate. And, you know, you need to, you need to put yourself first and tell people how you feel and be a good person. And honestly, if you get ghosted, Purse, another thing that we suggest you do is you call up your buddies, call your friends, call your girl on girl co-hosts, <laughs> just shoot us a DM or an email just like chat about it, talk about it, have emotional support around you from your friends, your family, like whoever you're closest with. It's so important. Just like let, let it out. Because if you, if all of this rejection and all of these emotions that you're feeling get pent up, um, it's obviously not going to be very good. So just let it out and try to find a way to laugh at things too. It might take a while, but feel, feel all the feels. And then you know, don't be afraid to laugh at yourself a little bit. Like when I think about even like the buzz situation, like I can look back and kind of laugh and be like, you know what? It sucked. But like it like say la vie. Yeah. And and like I know that I'm great and that I'm worth having that I'm worth, you know, having an amazing 
relationship with someone so I mean the last thing you should do is like try to internalize everything and shelve your emotions like do not do not call up your friends do whatever you can watch like I don't know watch someone great that's such a good movie to like oh (laughs) well actually maybe you'll cry that's okay if you cry (laughs) well yeah you need a little bit of both I cry I watched someone great and I cried did I tell you I like bawled it's and it makes you laugh too so it's like a good mix of both yeah it is (laughs) but eat some ice cream like call up your girlfriends call up your boyfriends your non-binary friends yeah everyone everyone and honestly yeah talk it out never hold things in that's one thing i've learned is talk 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 (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) yeah we've truly learned that we won't shut up and now we just like decided that we're going to force everyone to hear us talk for like an hour and a half every week like who gave us the right Oprah, that's the big announcement. Remember, but we, ah! uh, you made me, you made me say that. Listen, that was actually a segue. Is that it? was a perfect segue into talking about Oprah and how Oprah is sponsoring Girl on Girl. Um, but I think to close this off, I think we just want to say, like, if you guys have any ghosting stories and you want to talk to us about them. Can you like send us a DM? Because I'm I am curious to see like how common ghosting really is in this day and age. Like, I mean, to me, I feel like I hear it all the time from ghosties and ghosters. But I'd be really curious to hear from our listeners if they also relate and if they've ever ghosted anyone. Me too. Yeah, please reach out, guys, and let us know. And if you've been ghosted recently and this episode is really hitting home for you. Just so you know, you're not alone. We've both been ghosted. And honestly, I know very few people who haven't. And um, it's not cool. And it's not you. And you are awesome. And so loved. And, uh, you know, ghosters, come on now. Come on. If you're listening and you're a ghoster, it's time. Yeah, your mamas. We're your mamas. And we did not raise you like that. I cannot so. wait to have a kid and or teach my little nephew, like, do not ghost anybody. I'm going to tell him that next <laughs> Number time Number one see lesson. <laughs> Auntie P just projecting her bitterness. Number one lesson, don't ghost. Yeah. I'm going to tell him that. <laughs> he doesn't talk yet, but he'll be staring at me probably like. Yeah. He'll be looking into your eyes like, I understand. <laughs> and you'll be like, yes, young grasshopper. You act like you just saw a ghost. Cue it, cue it, Fifi. So many songs, I love it. Fifi Dobson, if you're listening, we would love to interview you. Yeah, Fifi, Take Me Away is a queer anthem. I don't care what anyone says, so girl, come on the pod. Oh, drop Take Me, cue Take Me Away right here. Oh, that song just, that song slaps. Purses, Abraham. My butt hurts, so let's let's rip through this in case you missed it. So I can so I can uh, stand up and stretch. <laughs> okay. I need to do my squats, my nighttime squats. Good call, girl. Oh. Good call. Do them squats. Thanks, thanks. Trying to make my butt look nice for someone special. <laughs> um, someone who's like not on this Zoom call right now or anything. Oh, okay, that's fine. Someone who's not wearing a yellow beanie. 
I'm really excited to talk about this in case you missed it because I feel like it's kind of been blowing up recently. Oh. And guys, I want to give you a little hint about what we're going to be talking about. And I'm going to play the theme song right now. All right, guys. So Sarah and I are going to be talking about the new Sex and the City reboot, And Just Like That. Sarah, have you seen any episodes from And Just Like That or no? So unfortunately, I haven't, but I have watched Sex and the City, like, obviously. I'm not insane. Um, and I'm a fan. So I was very excited to hear this news, even though, I mean, I've seen, I've heard all the spoilers, unfortunately, because fucking Peloton. Like, no one could help but just spoil this entire series. But anyway, uh, point is, no, I haven't, but I'm really excited to watch it. Obviously, with the new reboot, there has been some controversy around Chris Noth. I think that's how you say his last name. I'm not 100% sure. Who plays We big. don't know. We don't know. But he's a Noth to us. He's a Noth to us. And um, the sad sexual allegations that, you know, these women have faced with him. But, you know, the reboot did. He's... Oh my god, guys! I should probably say spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for oh. anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Spoilers, yeah. Spoilers but ahead. Big is definitely killed. He's killed off in the first episode, so he literally disappears. Bye bye. What I do yeah. want to talk about is our girl Miranda, and I gotta be honest, I'm not a fan of Miranda's character in and just like that. Oh, I thought you were gonna say just in regular Sex in the City. Um, well, she was always, like, kind of my least favorite, but... Uh, yeah. There's times when I feel like later on you realize, like, Miranda's, like, a pretty solid friend, though. She's a great friend, but I, she's a, she's not fun. She's definitely my least favorite character, by far. Sorry, everyone who loves Miranda. But in this reboot specifically, they kind of make Miranda the Karen of the girls. No. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Don't you think she was kind of a Karen in the original? I felt like Miranda was less of a Karen compared to, like, a Charlotte. Because I felt like Miranda was more socially aware. There, If you watch the show, they actually touch upon a lot of, like, queer topics and gender fluidity and gender identity. And yeah. Carrie's even on, like, a sex podcast with, like, and the host is bisexual and all this stuff. Oh, Okay her boss who's the uh, her co-host so right. they're actually touching upon a lot of like modern themes in this new reboot but i was surprised that miranda's character has kind of evolved into the type of person they have her as in her 50s because i'm like i feel like you would have been aware like yeah you weren't that fun and you were kind of boring and very rigid but some of the stuff she says i'm like the miranda i knew in the original sex in the city i don't think would be saying the very Karen-like things she said. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I hate that. Okay. Good to know. But. I don't like that. Oh, that she's also low-key an alcoholic in, in the show. Yes. Do they, do they uh, like, talk about it? Yeah. Oh, Miranda girl. Okay, so she's not thriving. Okay. So, once again, guys, I'm so sorry. I hope when we said spoiler, spoiler, you're not listening still if you didn't see this. Truly. But. The last episode, which by the time this comes out, another one would have come out, but the one before that, 
is where Miranda's character is finally seen like exploring her sexuality. And Miranda basically has sex with Carrie's boss, Shay. And this is happening in Carrie's kitchen while Carrie is actually napping and recovering from her recent hip replacement surgery. Amazing. I I love all of it. Uh Uh-huh. And the sex scene is just so incredibly awkward. It is. There's so many memes. There's there's so many memes like (laughs) on the internet about it. And um, no, I mean it like okay, Sarah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it with you. We're gonna watch it together and I'm gonna share my screen. Oh, okay. Okay. Only because I need you to watch it. I want like a live reaction. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> Carrie has to go to the bathroom. So she's like calling Miranda to help her because she needs help getting up. Okay. And Carrie sees Miranda having sex in the mirror. Like she can see it happening in the kitchen. Okay. So Carrie takes her Snapple bottle and tries to pee into it. <laughs> and she spills the bottle on her bed. Ew, what? And it gets all over her sheets. But anyway, long story short kind of a shitty thing for Miranda to do to her friend like in her house while Miranda while Carrie's literally like I need help to go to the bathroom and you're having sex with my boss sucks <laughs> but also do you girl I'm a little bit of both I'm, if, it, if I was Carrie I'd be like honestly do you yeah <laughs> whatever but your boss but also I don't know I'll see what happens in the next episode okay okay oh and Miranda's cheating on Steve what I thought she wasn't with Steve anymore. Okay, listen. You know what? Miranda clearly sucks in the reboot. But the main reason why we wanted to kind of talk about this was that it is exciting that Miranda is exploring her sexuality, especially because Cynthia Nixon, who is the actor who plays Miranda, is queer in real life. And I don't know. I was I guess I was kind of surprised that because of that, they didn't have Miranda explore her sexuality more in just, like, the regular series or even the movies. Because she she was just, you know, doing living her uh, life with Steve. But yeah, I just can't get over how much, how, like, much she sucks. <laughs> this is uh, no hate to Cynthia Nixon. Like, no, Cynthia. No. It's just the character, right? And I think... Oh, yeah, she's listen, Miranda. It's just Miranda. And honestly, yeah. all the girls, the four main girls, all kind of have some issues. But I have to say, like, Sam Jones was my favorite by far. And mm-hmm. honestly, Kim Cattrall, you were very missed in And Just Like That. We all knew she would be. But it's okay because she's coming back in um, How I Met Your Mother. And she's going to... She's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for that. I mean, her and her being the older Hillary Duff, like that's all we ever wanted our whole lives and it's happening. So God bless that. But something we actually were talking about, Sarah and I was saying like, we think it's very crazy that throughout Sex in the City, the original, none of the four main characters really had like much of a queer p- plot line. There are these like four hot women living in New York New York is also, like, a very, very open city to be in that is, like, very sex positive and very, like, gay rights. Yeah. Um, and also the creator of the show is gay. Yeah, and I think that 
Darren Starr, the creator, I think he definitely was conscious of including that queerness in the show, like having um, Stanford as Carrie's best friend. And like there were a lot of like queer people kind of like around them, but Mm. a lot of them were queer men, gay men. Yeah. Um, Which was probably for Darren, like a reflection of himself or like his community. But it's just interesting that you have these four characters and none of them really explore a queer relationship, except, which Persis pointed out to me, Samantha had a little bit of a something. Samantha did. In season four, she does have a story arc with an artist named Maria Reyes. So their relationship was very brief, but it was known to be like serious and monogamous. And um, they're both enjoying it. And for a while, the relationship is actually going well. Samantha was excited to be exploring her sexuality with the woman. She was very open to it. And in fact, it was actually one of her healthier relationships. But I remember from, I'm just going off of memory because I, I watched, I remember getting excited seeing Samantha with a woman. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I think I, I remember Maria was getting very like serious about Samantha. And I think Samantha kind of had like commitment or intimacy issues and eventually was like, mm, maybe no. some gay panic. Ooh, I think it was a bit of gay panic mixed Ooh. with Samantha eventually, I think being like, I kind of miss men too much. And I think she meant more of like the quick, like, she didn't really feel a lot of emotional intimacy with men around that time in season Totally. Four. Totally, yeah. So, yeah, she was out. But, yeah, a lot of people say, like, it was actually a very healthy relationship. But the show never really used the word bi to describe Samantha's sexuality at all. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte had actually said something like, oh, Samantha's not a lesbian. She probably just ran out of men. But... <laughs> That's a very Charlotte thing to say. A very Charlotte thing, for sure. But I wonder, I mean, for its time, like, who knows when season four was, like, what year that was. But I feel like that would have been a cool opportunity to kind of bring up, like, sexual fluidity. And why do we have to say, like, she's not a lesbian? Like, why are you even, like, saying Samantha could be a lesbian? She's been with men all this time. Like, she's with a woman. Why not open the idea to... It doesn't mean she's a lesbian or she could be, I don't know. But what if it's like, ah, she could be bi or she could be nothing. Maybe she's very very open, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I, you know, like, like you said, who knows in the time, whether like maybe it just, it wasn't the time or something. I don't know. But I just like, I do think having a queer creator, that would have been a really great opportunity to like reflect something like reflect his community in like a, in a bigger way than just like the gay best friend and I agree I think it could have been a really good opportunity to just say Sam's fluid and I think if any of the characters of all the of all the four women Samantha would have been the best one to be fluid and explain fluidity to the girls because she was always the one who was like so confident and so like described her point of view so like so well in a way that was so convincing you know what I mean and I feel like the I could see it being like a whole episode where the girls are like we don't understand she's like men are women and I could see Samantha having like the best singers and one-liners of like explaining what fluidity is in her way she's like the best of, of all of them obviously and like honestly 
Yeah, that would have been very iconic for Sam Jones because before I remembered that she dated Maria, I was like, why wasn't Samantha with like more women? She was having sex yeah. with like so many people in the show. Like, throw why have, not? have sex why? with women, oh, have man. sex with non-binary people. Like, that would have been great. Yeah. I know. This is our this is our this is our love letter to Darren Starr. That if he's going to do this again, just just have it be Sam only. And she's gonna be fluid and have her just doing her thing. Okay? That's all. That's it. I don't even need Carrie. I, I love Sarah Jessica Parker, but Carrie is very has a lot of flaws. <laughs> yeah, I mean they all have flaws, but I am really happy that they had Miranda at least exploring her sexuality a bit. And I bet for Cynthia Nixon, that was probably I, w- I would hope, like, I don't know, I'm, I don't want to speak for her, but maybe a nice moment to kind of give a nod to her community a little bit, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. since the sex scene was so awkward and she's cheating on her husband, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm only saying it was awkward because I'll show, I'll show you what it was. It was by no doubt steamy. It was steamy. Oh, oh okay. Oh. I think I just felt more awkward because it was like Miranda and Miranda's yeah. character was making me feel awkward. And not so much Cynthia. I think it's just Miranda. But the boss, Shay, is played by Sarah, Ram- Sarah Ramirez. Okay. I can't wait to watch this. Oh, we're, I'm going to show it to you right after we sign off because I need to have your okay. live reaction. Okay, let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to go watch this sex scene. Wish us luck. We'll report back. We'll report back episode. with updates. <laughs>